Hello and a big welcome to all of you out there who are listening and seeing this podcast. Today we have a special guest. You have been here before, so a big welcome to Marina Paris, who's also working together with me. We have a lot in common. Mm -hmm. So uh, please tell us about, you have a good topic today you want to, to talk about. I think my passion is a horse-human relationship. <laughs> I think it's in my DNA to help out where I can so the horses are understood. And through the work with the horses, people realize their own potential. I used to have that just as I work as a coach in um, equine facilitated learning for individuals and companies. And what I began doing since a few years now is taking the coaching practices, certain exercises, certain ways of working with horses into the riding world and um, it's pretty cool to see the results how people and their horses respond hmm. yes it's, mm -hmm. it's a different way and completely and I, I don't think that people have been doing this for a long time but it's it's open up uh, now i think mm -hmm. I mean, I always start off as I just had a, started a new group of people at this stables. And the first exercise I do with is one of the most powerful ones from the coaching standpoint. From the coaching part, you use it about learning about boundaries. You know, a lot of times we have boundaries in our heads, which are social boundaries on how close somebody should be to you or, you know, the ability to even set boundaries. People are used to a lot, not everybody, but a lot are just used to conforming and, you know, they do stuff for 20 other people. And then at the end of the day, they're exhausted because they've taken care of others and not themselves. So I, that's really the number one topic in coaching. So I took the same exercise from the coaching realm and brought it into the, into the writing realm. And yesterday we started off the idea, at least my philosophy of working with horses is that we're there um, to work together. And if we're there to work together, then both the human and the horse have a say in how things go. That means when the horse shows a reaction, I don't just go after them, but I reflect on what it, what does it have to do with me or what could it have to do with me? You know, Not everything is one-to-one -one because horses have their issues and you have yours, but... Um, and it's as simple as when we go to get a horse, so to speak, whether it's out of a box, it could be out of a um, stable where they hang out together, or it could be out on the pasture. There's <clears throat> there's a way of approaching the horses, which almost draws them to you. And in this first interaction with the horse, their behavior to your approach has an influence on you. And once they realize you're paying attention, you're responding, you're doing something in response to what they're communicating to, to you, it raises a sort of curiosity. And it's pretty cool. It's just it's just magical. People are just blown away every time something's so simple. You know, if I weren't didn't do the coaching work, I wouldn't have never dawned on me either. And there's the, there's also the science, there's the science behind it to explain why it does what it does with the horse and with the human. Yeah, but but sometimes it's a simple thing yeah, that, totally. that turns everything around. Totally. I, yeah. um, I was wondering if I should draw it for you. 
but I'll just explain it and just let me know if you have a question because I think it's important for me to get this information um, to share it with people. One is you can picture, you know, when you're at a lake and you throw a water into the, when you're lake, you don't throw water you into the lake, you throw a stone into the lake. <laughs> exactly. And then you have these rings that go out from the stone as it hits the water. Every living being, whether it's a person, it could be a wolf, it could be a horse, it could be my cat, is it, it works with all animals, has these rings around them, energetic rings. And as you approach a horse from a distance, you're going to walk, 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 walk. And then you're going to hit one of these rings. And a lot of people, um, they just walk through all these little rings. And every time you hit a ring, you it, it um, activates an involuntary response in the horse. That means it's an ear is going to come. Maybe the tail is going to respond. Maybe they're going to shift their weight. You know, at a bigger distance, the 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 impulses, they call them proximity responses, are very subtle. So basically, what you're doing is saying, "Okay, I notice that what how I approach you is triggering something in your nervous system." So instead of just walking through all these little triggers in the system of the horse, if I just wait and say, "Okay, I wanted to take a step forward, but wait, I'll just um put the the weight on my." on the hind of my hindquarters of the leg and back, drop my shoulders and just continue with deep breathing in order to connect with the vagus nerve of the horse. That's just the deep breathing is critical. So you keep the connection to the horse. You don't just look away to take pressure off, but you want to keep in connection with the with the horse, with the human. And then when you notice, okay, it's lowered its head again, then I can go from this one ring here. I just walk, 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 and I was okay, there's another ring, same thing. It's called rock back and sigh. I want to take a step and I don't wait like a sales lady who's going, you know, which dress are you going to buy? That's what most people do. When they wait, they wait in a with a high expectation. It adds pressure. But as soon as I rock back and sigh, putting my weight onto my back leg, it, it takes the pressure off. And a lot of times when you do the exercise with people, huh, they breathe out because you've given them space. And people that have had horses that are hard to catch, I find it a lot easier to, in a sense, catch these horses because it's not the human going through all the different signals and the horse is talking to you the whole time. You're just ignoring everything. Mm -hmm. Basically saying, you know, if you keep on going like that, I'm just going to have to walk away. Yeah. And a lot of times we come with, not on a Sunday morning, but if we come Monday through Friday to the horses, most of us, the energetic state, mental state, is one of total stress. Mm, that's and right. Since that's contagious, I mean, I also don't like to be around people that come home, you know, from work. They have a whole load of stress and they, you feel and they're just full of tension. It's like, okay, you know, kind of like go chill out yeah. and then come back to me. Mm. I also usually talk about uh, space that mm -hmm. you have a space as a human being and the space mm -hmm. for a horse is five times bigger than a human. <clears throat> and if you're walking on the street and there comes a, a strange <laughs> one and come and talk mm -hmm. to you right in your face, you will mm -hmm. also back up. And this is 
often that what people do to horses, they just walk to them and and think that they, I'm here, I love you, you have to love me back. But mm -hmm. it's not like that. <laughs> mm -mm. It, 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 they don't realize that they also, I mean, a lot of people think the dialogue starts, okay, when we're in the arena, when I have something to do with you and this other stuff doesn't count. You know, how I get you from the pasture, how I lead you to the um, grooming part and all that. They don't realize that the dialogue and the, the relationship is already started there for the horse. Mm. It's not just, okay, I get it together when I when I want to jump, when I want to do exercises with the horse. Every little interaction is either going to build respect, trust, and enhance the relationship or work against it. Whether you're aware of it or not, it's happening. Mm. And this one exercise um, is pretty amazing for people because they're not used to looking, to even looking at the horse. All they see is I got a halter in my hand and I have to put it on the head. They blend out everything else that the horse may be telling them on the way. And not realizing maybe if a horse is answer or walking away, that it has to do with their the way they're showing up. Mm -hmm. So our energies radiate out into the field. That's been shown by the Heart Math Institute. It radiates out three meters. And um, you see it yourself. There's certain people you can just feel you don't want to be around them. Just just a bundle of emotions and stress and everything. And you know, you can the idea is to to self-regulate. So you say, okay, that was then. I was at work. Now I'm gonna take a few minutes to center and ground myself to get in the frame of mind to be with the horse. It's just not fair to dump everything on the horse and go after the horse when all he's doing is mirroring back your level of stress. Yeah, and you often hear, oh, the horse is not good today. He he yeah. didn't want to to be with me. He didn't want to, mm -hmm. to do these things. That, and I just thought that I should ride today and do this and this, and, and he wouldn't. <laughs> so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. but have a look at yourself at first. Yeah, it it's part of the equation. Yeah. You'd be silly not to. Mm. You'd really be silly not to. And um, because we're in the human world used to wearing a mask, we're just kind of, you know, we don't show emotions. People, we don't care how, but we just need to get the work done. You know, at work, you may go to the marketing and say, you know, I need the figures. I need, can you give me the dates? When is the next meeting? We don't pay attention to much of the body language. We just have a job to do. Mm. And a lot of times we unknowingly take that mindset to the horse. We just have a job to do. I just have to take him out, move him, and then put him back in again. Mm. Then you get the results that you do. But once you start integrating the horse's feedback, in that very first, in those first five minutes, it shifts everything you do afterwards. It's not saying you're going to take 10 minutes to approach your horse every day, but it's just beginning to become more aware of what it's telling you. And that, that first part is just essential mm -hmm. to, to building have, a bond. Have and you it, uh, noticed a change in your students uh, with this mm -hmm. approach? I've got feedback from the first one a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it's this young girl. She may be 12 years old. Wow. Um, she said a, a horse that's normally hard to catch with this way of approaching the horse that worked. And even within the course, we had um, 
a horse that always walks away. And I'm not saying it worked right away, but it worked a lot quicker than it normally did. Mm. Because you're also, the it's also different from the horse. They're not, a horse is not used to being asked. No, you know, that's we right. We just kind of do stuff. And so the horses, most of them, I would say big, a big portion respond right away, but it depends how, how you say, I don't know that, you know, how, how they've been deadened by the humans in their interactions. You know, that horses may take a bit longer to come around because they've been treated in such a way where their opinions didn't count by humans. So why should this one example change everything? Hmm. But it did take a bit longer with this one pony, but it, it came around. And yeah. so the changes are, the people are blown away by something so simple. I didn't know about it either. And it, it, they're involuntary responses. If you really pay attention to people as you approach them, they also have these involuntary proximity responses mm. that they can't control. We, because we do the exercises with people where they approach each other. One is direct line. I just walked up to them the way I would with a horse and put the halter on. And the other is with these recognizing, okay, my approach is doing this to their nervous system. If I want them, if I want to connect with them and I want them to listen to me, I better pay attention to what, um, what they're communicating to me at the nonverbal level. And, um, it's it's also there phenomenal to watch the changes even doing it without horses. Mm -hmm. Can you really slow your life down and pay attention to the other person? Mm -hmm. And that is much harder today with a mobile yeah. phone in the pocket. <laughs> it's it's very hard because we're doom 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 and multitasking and we're hardly yes. Mm -hmm. But that's the gift of the horses. Yeah, and and uh, most of the time you have the mobile phone. You want to take a picture of your horse, and you want to do this with your phone, and and you're not mm -hmm. concentrating uh, uh, around the horse. Mm -mm. So yeah, it's a big. You one. think of I don't know. I just think it's totally unfair. They're twenty two hours, most of them, in this silly box or tiny area. They mm -hmm. wait for you to come so they can get out. Yeah. And then I think they deserve your full attention in that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, if people really say my horse is my best friend, which a lot of them say that, mm -hmm. and I think they mean it to some extent, yes. you know, I don't think they know any differently. They're just not aware. They love their horses, but they don't, there's not enough self-reflection in the picture. No. Yeah. Yeah, so. I I don't have that problem. My horses is going when I when I show they come directly. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but I had one once many years ago, and he just knew when when we are going to do something special, mm -hmm. and and I'm sure also that was my reflections. I was a little mm -hmm. bit nervous. We were going to competition, mm -hmm. then. You couldn't get him. He just a walked away. away. It's like, where yeah. are you? Where are you? Mm -hmm. yeah. They sense everything. Mm. They sense everything. I mean, if you know that certain animals or dogs or cats go to the door when their owner leaves work and the wife or husband is at home to prove that in a sense. 
then the horses are no different. No. They can pick up on changes in the human, even if you're not with them. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. So if you have a, a horse like that, uh, yeah, and and you do this, what what do you think? How how long time will it take for a horse that that maybe uh, are not connected to to get in touch with it? It doesn't it doesn't take as long? It doesn't take it takes a couple times to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw it yesterday too when we got there. Were it's a it's a stables, it's a riding school, and they have Icelandic, so they have smaller horses, and some are notary. I don't know, can't think of the English word either. They're always hard to catch, or they walk away when the human comes. And these people were said, you know, I don't even like that horse because it was a pain to catch. So I'm saying, okay. Find a way of dropping that because if every time you bring that into the conversation, into the nonverbal dialogue, how you look at this horse, it's already sending a message to the horse. Yeah. On that level, plus on the visual level, they walk in, they already see, they're not aware of it, but they already see the horse walking away from them. Yeah. So you're already sending this message of, mm -hmm. I see you walking but you away can, from But you me. can almost feel it when you talk yeah. about it. It's, yeah. oh. I'm going to have this horse today. Yeah, I'll, uh. <laughs> it's, it's exactly that. Yeah, and um, and I know, yeah, people bring bring the last interaction into today's interaction, and while horses also do that to some extent, they can change a lot easier because they're not steeped in these stories that we have. Mm -hmm. Yes, they have repetitive patterns or habits that they get into, but. I find even in coaching, as soon as a human switches, the horse will switch. I hear that a lot also with my students um, mm -hmm. when they have been a couple of times with me and, and they mm -hmm. come back and I said, the horse is totally different. <laughs> yeah, it's like dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. So it's beautiful. I don't. It doesn't take as long as we think. It's a human that mm. takes a long time because they can't let go of the past. Yeah, that's the thing, and it it is hard. I'm not saying it's easy. No, but it is through breathing and centering yourself before you go to the horse. You can let go of what happened last time. Because for them, it's a new it's a new encounter. They don't. It's hard for us to imagine. There's no past, and no future. Yeah, it is. And I'm it, just thinking of all my uh, years with horses. Mm -hmm. It is only the the last 20 years I have been thinking about this. Mm -hmm. uh, before it was just, oh, that's a horse. Uh, he's going to do what I like to do. And, and mm -hmm. uh, I have never thought of it um, in in this way. As, as yeah, me neither. Know. Mine either, and it's opened up doors, and that's why I like to. My wish is that it opens doors and in, in here, yes, <laughs> with with people and um something just like, um the second part of the lesson was on, how to communicate your goals to the horse. Just you know walking in, you have the arena, you have the letter in the middle from A to C, walking down the middle line. A lot of people, just okay, I want to go over there. I start walking and, you know, there's a little jerk on the horse's head and then it comes along. Mm 
most of the time. But you can, and that for me is that people are just tapping into the physical level when they're when they're communicating and not tapping to their full potential when they communicate, which is incorporating the mental and emotional level. So we spend time saying, okay, this is your goal. The same thing with catching the horse. You have a picture that it's not going to work, then it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. But you can mentally, just like the professionals in any sport, already see yourself walking in a straight line from A to C. And you picture this, you visualize the success, not what you don't want. People subconsciously, 90% is what they don't want. So you really have to make an effort, okay, even if my horse normally doesn't do it, I'm we're going to send this picture to the horse. Mm. And then I'm going to, in my heart, add the energy to it. Say, what does it feel like when we have gotten from A to C? And that, you know, that there's no, there's slack in the rope. How does that feel? Mm. And then you're adding emotions to the visualization. And then in the neck, in the third step, go to the physical level you know, put your hand out, it takes a little bit of the slack rope and it's enough usually to get, ask the horse to move forward because you put a feel through the rope that's comfortable. It's an invitation. It's not, you must, it's an invitation. Yeah. And you talk about visualization. Uh, they use it a lot in, in sports, uh, mm -hmm. but not together with horses. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know why, because when you see a, a sportsman, they always visualize that yeah. they are winning and, and you see their mm -hmm. uh, gesture and everything. But with the horse, it's it's even more because you take the horse with you somehow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you know that everything is energy at the end of the day, and that's their form of communication within the group. Mm -hmm. Then it makes sense for the humans, for us to also integrate these levels of communication into the, they just do it instinctually. And we have to make it a conscious effort mm -hmm. to visualize, to add emotions to whatever we want to achieve and then to take it into onto the physical plane. That's why we can learn so much from horses. Yeah. Yeah. They help us discover and realize what's inside of us. Yes. That's the beauty of it. We we always are in the future somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have to back it up and, and get it back to where we should be. Where we should be. Mm -hmm. and the multitasking in our world, which could be practical, is just not relevant in the horse world. No. I mean, in the human, <clears throat> you can maybe, <clears throat> you know, do the dishes and think of the presentation, maybe get ideas what your presentation is all about. Or sometimes they say, you know, the bath and the barn is where people get the most inspirations. When you've let everything go and you're just mm -hmm. being. But the multitasking with horses is kind of, they need a focus, you know, you yeah. expect them to follow you. And then their leader isn't there because the leader is thinking about <laughs> me. A friend of mine had a pretty nasty accident because she was really thinking of her shopping list and not um, not of what was going on underneath her with the horse. Yeah. She had a bad accident. 
because we don't know what's going on underneath us. No. The animal is talking to us. I'm going to buck. I'm going to run or I'm going to whatever. I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm afraid because mm -hmm. you don't see this big ghost in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> or you think, okay, I'm a human. It doesn't matter. It's only a ghost. And the yeah. horse says, no, that's a problem for me. So as soon as you think like a human and don't pay attention to what your horse is telling you, these surprises or things which you think it's a surprise is for the horse it's not a surprise no but for the human it's a surprise because they weren't connected to a, paying attention to what the horses was telling them yeah that's fantastic that you can do so much in in small things just to to turn it around and, it's uh, small stuff yeah it's the twenty percent that changes the eighty percent. That's right, mm -hmm. and, and it should be obvious. But I think it's it's terrible <laughs> that it's it's so many years. It it takes us to realize what we really should do. That's the simple mm -hmm. thing that matters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the horses are just a gift to humanity. Once we realize the what they have what we can learn with them, with them, with being around them, with riding them, with leading them. It's just a huge gift to me. And and the thing is, once you have those skills in the, or you kind of get it together in the horse world, then you can also use them for your own life. Really? A lot. I mean, one guy said yesterday, is this stuff with the boundaries and stuff, would this also impact a relationship? And, you know, how would this impact a relationship at home? Mm. Because some people are, through their upbringing, are very needy and they hold on to their partners or spouses and whatever. And how would you, with that kind of person, then set a boundary saying, you know, that may be your need to hold on to me and to, you know, have physical closeness, but it's not my need in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And where do you then have the courage to then set boundaries? And when something doesn't feel good inside, learn to set a boundary. So, yeah, it's the needy person, but if the other one doesn't say no, it's always two yos. They say yos need two to tango. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yes, one person may have the issue, but if, as long as you play along with it, it's also, you're also part of the issue. Hmm. And so, yes, and, and I think in relationships, this thing with boundaries or saying, okay, I need my space today. Something yeah. simple as that. Say, hmm. you know, I'm feeling whatever. I just need to spend time in my room or go for a walk. And mm. so it has huge implications, this exercise in, in the human world. Mm. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's great. You had also written a book. So tell us a little about that. I wrote two two books. One is after my visit to the wild horses in Bosnian. I wrote a book because although my horses had a good horse life, the sparkle that I saw in the wild horses, something I didn't see a whole lot. You know, there's moments where you see that with your own horse, but it's not always there. And that prompted me to use the pictures from that trip to inspire people to, again, lead their own life and not a life of others. And that's that book, Wisdom of the Herd. And the second book is called The Heart for Horses, and it's 44 communication and relationship building skills that I learned one is half of it is from my time with the old cowboys and cowboy wisdom 
And I'm talking about cowboys that were relatively aware of what they were doing, not cowboys with the breaking. You don't break a horse. No. But Bill and Tom Dorns were a huge influence for me with their horsemanship ideas, really. They were in it. And one of the, their books was all, one is Horsemanship Through Feel. That's the whole basis of my work now. And the other one is True Unity. Those really just the titles alone say everything. Mm-hmm. You create, and that's that's the idea behind the book, is to to create the relationship so that your horse wants to be with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I give my horse carrots and two and stuff, but even if the carrots are gone, they still want to do stuff together. Yeah. You know, it's not just about the carrots. It's like the icing on the cake. So there's always a conflict. Should I give carrots or not? I do give them little stuff when I see them, but they still stay with me afterwards. Mm. And so the idea is what do what kind of human do I need to be so that the horse wants to be with me and allows me to lead them? And I think that's the ultimate, because if your horse doesn't want to be with you, then everything you do is going to be met with resistance because they'd rather be somewhere else mm. or under somebody else's guidance. Yeah. And so that's what that book is about, to help people go in that direction by considering the horse's perspective. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a great one. A big one, but yeah. I think and without that, the other stuff is meaningless. Yes, it is. It, the horse doesn't just... want to be with you. It's like, geez. No, it's like like a slave then. Yeah, I mean, you also have people you don't like to work with, and then you're stuck with them. Mm. You can change a job. It's not always easy, but you can. And a horse is just kind of <laughs> stuck with their stuck with, with their, their owners. Yeah. And sometimes they they're just getting sold to another owner who doesn't either understand them. So it's uh yeah, it's it's for the horses. Um, that that we are thinking like this i think that's my whole life purpose or my my joy if that i can bring this awareness to riders yeah to show how powerful they are inside and to show them the power of the horse human relationship the horse that wants to be with you is just light you don't have to think about people train the horses to be light well if a horse already wants to be with you then their movements are much different than if they don't want to be with you mm-hmm. You know, really? people practice yeah, yeah. it in the arena, try and get the horse light and all that. But you, if you're already offering it in your day-to-day stuff, then when you get into the saddle or you do work in the arena or in, or in hand, then that resistance is not there and the horse is already offering you the softness because it wants to be with you. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah, It is a big one. <laughs> And I mean, I went on my journey to get there. I wasn't born like that. And I didn't always treat horses like that. I thought, no. you know, you had to do more with pressure and stuff. And there came a turning point where, uh, hey, he wants to be with me. All, all of a sudden, things are getting light. Hmm. And that does something to you when, when your horse wants to be with you. Yeah, really. A lot. I mean, you've experienced it with your horses. It's yeah. it's magic. Yeah. Yeah. So, Thank you so much. That's a lot of think about. As I said, it's mm. it's simple, but it's not easy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it, it yeah, it's simple. Mm. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for being here today. 
very very good words i think i love it i'm on the same page as you mm -hmm. and uh yeah if people want to get in touch with you where can they find you it's quite simple the website which is now in english <laughs> is called marinaparis.com mm -hmm. there you can find the books the books um the one i talked about is on amazon as well in english as an ebook and as a print book and there's in my view there's some pretty cool blogs mm -hmm. as well to just to inspire people in their daily interactions so super, just have super. fun reading it and go from there yeah and if you have questions anytime just drop an email and we can have a conversation yeah and we could mention also that we have a membership group together we have yeah. the magical happy happy horse. It's, I love the name. Yeah, I love the name. <laughs> happy horse hub. Great, happy horse hub, and you have, you yeah. made a great logo to go with it. Yeah, and because, like you said, and that we're on the same page with where we and the same place in our hearts where we want to be with horses and create this awareness, and that's that's the reason we created the happy the happy horse hub. Yes, because that's the result of the journey once you begin to want to understand the horse on and you really have to understand how it thinks how it behaves what's natural to the horse mm -hmm. and given a horse is like that how do i need to show up as a human knowing all this so that we can go on a journey together and that's what our our mission is in this case it is yes it is <laughs> it is yeah so thank you so much and thanks to you all out there for seeing this and listening and mm -hmm. uh, please subscribe so we can do this uh, every week to give you a lot of good people out there who loves horses as well. Exactly. And also the weekly calls in the group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank and you have a good very day. much, Anne, for the opportunity.